subjects for this podcast, right? So far, we've had a painter, artist, sculptor, actor, director, improv performer. That's a thing. We've had a guy who went from wondering where his next meal would come from to being a household name in the sip. We had a guy who went from feeling like the outcast in school to hanging with his heroes. All dudes there, though. We need a convo with a female here, don't we? You know, one of them girly girls. Well, we found one. This girl likes romantic comedies. She has over 30 pairs of shoes. She watches Riverdale. How much a girly girl is she? Well, she's in the running for Miss Mississippi. What does that tell you? Oh, I should probably mention, she's a multi-sport star athlete readying herself to begin her collegiate football career. You heard that right. She also has done battle with a rare and painful disorder that required her to undergo brain surgery. So how's that for interesting? Taylor Hughes is, as they say, good as gold. She even insisted on keeping this appointment to record this interview despite being sick with a cold. I'm Jason Lee Ussery. This is Home Known, a presentation of the Swole Miss podcast feed which is an Usri Network gimmick. And this is my talk with Miss Tupelo, Taylor Hughes. Um, I'm originally from Tupelo. Uh, I was born there and lived there up until my 10th grade year of high school. And then I moved to Pontotoc with my grandmother and my mom after my parents got a divorce. My mom also had breast cancer, uh, so we had to move with my grandmother so she could take care of her because at that point I couldn't drive and take my mom two stuff and like two or doctor's visits and stuff. So my grandmother would do it. When did you first get involved in um, athletics? Uh, when I was about four, I started playing soccer and um, I did it park and rec. And in my first year I could try out for uh, division two, which is like a step down from select soccer. I made that team. And then the next year I was able to try out for select, but you travel more and it's more like serious. Uh, then I did that. And then I got into high school and I took off the select a little bit because they have a rule at um, bigger high schools where only six girls out of each year, maybe it might be four or six, out of each year of graduation can play select. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll give up my spot. Like, I don't mind because I was just cheering for the high school too. So I was playing, I was playing soccer. I made the varsity team in eighth grade and I cheered in ninth grade and played soccer in ninth grade again but that's I didn't play my soccer season in ninth grade because I got a concussion how did that concussion actually happen (laughs) it's actually a really funny story um we were warming up for our first game of my ninth grade season and we were playing South Pontotoc and I don't remember much of the day but what I've been told is um I went to kick a soccer ball like really hard for some reason and um me being the klutz that I am, <laughs> slipped on top of the ball. My cleat went on top of the ball, and I fell completely backward. And, like, underneath, the turf isn't soft. 
despite what some people might think. Turf is like concrete. Yeah. So I fall on the back of my head and I pass out for five minutes. Mm. And I I finally come to and I get taken to the emergency room and they were like, you have a concussion. <laughs> I was like, I could, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I mean, you, you say that, like, you could have guessed that, but, I mean, was that anything that was really on your radar? Like, this is something I need to be careful of? No, like, honestly. I, I wouldn't think so. Because uh, I had never really been worried about it in soccer. I knew that other people had had them in soccer. Like, it was something that could happen, but it never happened to me, so I wasn't too worried about it. But that happened, and I've previously had more concussions before my surgery, just doing stupid stuff with my friend and volleyball, especially I've had a lot of concussions in volleyball, but yeah. that's, that's about it in soccer. Is that one? We'll talk about your eventual diagnosis and what, what you've had to deal with, but just as far as like the con- concussions, if you've had multiple concussions, have you had like any, um, like ongoing, um, symptoms? Um, my, my first concussion, I had the most symptoms from, and my other ones, I didn't really go to the doctor, but like, I kind of guessed that I had one, but, mm-hmm. um, my ninth grade concussion that I had playing soccer was, I had a bunch of concussions. I didn't, it's hard for me to remember things. Um, I would always be super tired, like super tired. I was so drained and I, I ended up, you only hear about people sitting out from a concussion for like maybe a month, two months. And I was out my entire year with it. Uh, like I just, it was hard for me to remember things, hard for me to keep my balance. Like it was, it was just weird. I had a bunch of concussions that entire year. I mean, not concussions. I mean, symptoms of concussions that entire right. year. But that's that's about the only concussions. I mean, that's not the only symptoms from concussions that I've been with for a long time. Well, I mean, those are significant. So it's mm-hmm. like a year basically before you even really felt like yourself again. Yes, it was crazy because I was be like, I want to go back and play but they're like you can't right now like, you're still having symptoms so it's not okay for you to go back and start playing again to back up a little bit you know my daughter is like a like i mean she's only 10 years old but she's like right down the middle like super girly girl over here like 50 percent, and then like 50 percent total athlete like going mm-hmm. hard all the time like loves to get her hands dirty and was there that other side to you, I mean, you said you were you were cheering also, but like, mm-hmm. have you always just been like, um, you know, full tilt sports, or is or is there that other side to you? There's that other side to me, and a lot of people kind of saw it, but I don't think that they realized how much of it, it there was of that other part. Because I mean, I'd always wear makeup, but that was one thing. I was like, I'm not letting help out makeup or my hair done. I don't know why that was just always me. And if I had like room for me like not room time for me to like sit at home and maybe do something i would do my makeup or watch like makeup videos on youtube maybe in like 11 or 12 (laughs) and that was my favorite thing to do unless i was playing a sport and i had that side i don't think people really realize how much of that side there was to me because i didn't like voice it or anything so i'd never done anything that was super girly it was just sports all the time well that's funny like at some point in your life your favorite things your big pastimes are sports and makeup tutorials. Yes, that was my favorite. And I even used to film them on my old notebook. I would never post them, but I would film them, and they were really bad. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. I don't even know where they are now, and it's a good thing I don't know where they are. <laughs> well, just to, you know, for for people hearing you who are not aware, like, I mean, you're a, you know, you're a physical presence. Like, so when, when you get to 
um, ninth grade. Like, how how tall are you at that point? I think I was about five eleven, maybe five ten, five eleven. Do other people find you intimidating? I guess is the question. Like, have, have you had that in your life, in your yes. young life? Very, very, especially in like soccer because you don't really see tall soccer players. It's very unless it's like a boys team or either mm-hmm. if they're a goalie. You never really see anyone over like five nine playing soccer. And with me being out there, you're like, she's a giant. First <laughs> off, and I'm not skinny. I'm not. I'm built like an athlete. I'm not. I have bigger thighs than most soccer players. And I'm just like, okay, well that's me. But like my size is also. It's not just how tall I am. It's like I'm kind of built. I, I have wider shoulders, and that's just like how it kind of goes. But I look extremely large on the soccer field. Football is different. But yeah, soccer field was. It was. It was very intimidating. People told me after the game, like, you scare me. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't mean oh, to. I'm sorry? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm a really nice person, I promise. <laughs> you go to Pontotoc. How do you end up playing football? Like, how does that become a thing after you've dealt with your concussion? Uh, well, my symptoms had kind of gone away at that point, and I was cleared to go back to sports and everything. So I started playing soccer for Pontotoc and volleyball my 10th grade year and I played soccer and the coach coach Carter like his son was the uh quarterback and the kicker my sophomore year and uh, I was like oh that's kind of cool like this coach's son or whatever I never thought that I was going to play football like that was never a thought that crossed my mind um so I ended up doing really good at soccer that year we made its first round of playoffs and um I guess he realized how hard I could kick a soccer ball and <laughs> so it was my it was, it was my junior year. I'd say it was one of the first weeks of school because I needed a kicker, and um, we were had a break and it was like thirty minutes where we could sit in the cafeteria and like talk to people. We don't have that anymore, which would be really nice to have again, but we don't. But um, <laughs> he said Hughes, and I was like, okay, he just called my name. I had no idea he even knew my name. Let me just be honest. I never thought he knew my name, so I was like, yes, sir. And um, he was like, I need a kicker. And I was like, oh, do you want me to, like, go find you one? Like, is that is that what you're wanting? A soccer game or something? And I was like, come to go find you one? And he was like, no, I need you to come down to practice today. And I was like, okay, sure. And then I remember, like, telling my friends, and I'm sitting next to my friends right now, but uh, I remember telling my friend, uh, Coach Carter just asked me to play football. And they were like, you're lying. I was like, I swear. <laughs> so I ran to the bathroom and like called my mom and she was like, "Oh my gosh, tell me how it goes." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> I just didn't know what to expect. I never, I ne- that never crossed my mind. Me and my dad had joked about it because I used to, he used to put me in punt, pass, and kick camps, and I would always win because I was the only girl who was out there. <laughs> Guys, I'm interrupting just a quick sec here. If you enjoy stories that inspire you, like the ones told on this Swole Miss feed. And specific to this home-known episode, if you happen to like the story of a strong, determined female overcoming the odds and breaking down barriers, maybe, just maybe, you also like sports entertainment, also known as pro wrestling, also known as wrestling. If you happen to be a fan and you'd like to engage with a podcast unlike any of the others out there, take a listen to the Swimming with Marks feed. If you're interested in hearing my rambling analysis and taking part 
in my historic WWE experiment. I'm going to include a link in the show notes for this episode, but you can always access Swimming with Marks and all the other Usri Network gimmicks by simply visiting usrinetwork.com. All right, let's get back to Taylor. I never really paid attention to the kickers, though. I mean, honestly, before I was a kicker, I never like was like, oh, that's, that was a good kick. I just never thought about it because wasn't, it wasn't something I thought I could do, and I didn't know how to judge. I know how to judge a good kick, but like I never knew like the techniques behind it. Now that I do, I know like if a kicker messes up, what he did wrong. Did you get a lot of encouragement from uh, friends or people like, what are you, nuts? What are you? Yeah, it was it was a little bit of both. Um Everyone, all my family was like, yeah, I could do it. My dad was a little not happy about it the first time I told him because he just was like, if she gets hurt, that's the end of her soccer career because that's all we thought I would ever do was soccer. Mm. He's like, soccer, soccer, that's how we're getting to college is soccer. And I was like, well, that's a a chance I'm going to take. Like, that's, this is cool. I want to do this. And then there were some people who were like, you do realize that it's nothing like soccer and that if someone hits you, you're just going to have to take it. And I was like, I was, I was planning on taking a hit. Like, I mean, like, that's what football is, mm-hmm. but there is it, kind of mixed, but most of it was encouragement. So what's it like when you, you actually get out there on the field in front of the crowd the first time? It was crazy. And I was so nervous. I'll be completely honest. I was so nervous my first game and we didn't have first kickoff. They did. So, mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I ever stepped out was whenever we scored. And I was like, I have to go kick a PAT. <laughs> so I'm running out there, not, I mean, I know what to do, but like in my head, I'm like thinking so technical about everything. And I'm like, I have to do this, this, this. This is where it gets troublesome. The snap is bad. Mm. So he throws it. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know where to go. And so like, <laughs> we had practiced it, but I just wasn't ex- wasn't ready for that to happen. But that wasn't the bad part of that game. The bad <laughs> part was my first kickoff. First game ever, okay, we're playing at Houston. Um, I kick off. <laughs> and they always tell you to keep your head on a swivel. I wasn't. Um, mm. I was watching the guy running towards me. And I was like, he's getting closer. I'm going to have to tackle him. And um, someone ends up tackling him, and I just went, okay, good. So I turn. We're on the right side of the field. So I turn to the left, and this guy is running straight towards me. And you know like a deer in headlights? Mm-hmm. That was me in that moment. <laughs> um, I was like, he's going to hit me. And I knew I didn't have the time to get away, so I just took it. And mm. uh, it wasn't really a hit. He just kind of pushed me, and I flew back like five <laughs> yards. Flew in the air, and my mom said that the entire bleachers were just like <sighs> it was a little quiet. Yeah, <laughs> but I got I, mean, I got back up. I mean, and I played the rest of the game, but not gonna lie, that was uh, it hurt. Wasn't expecting it, but I'm glad that I have felt a somewhat of a hit to be expecting it later on. How it's gonna be if I get hit again? I kind of had your timeline screwed up. Um, I was diagnosed the day that I got my concussion in ninth grade. And I had no symptoms, but they told me that I had it. And the only reason that we knew what it was is because my cousin actually has it. And she was diagnosed 14 years ago. When you got that concussion, 
and you got checked out, they told you they had this TRE1 malformation. And that's not exactly good news, but like obviously that did not stop you from. Oh no, because I they referred me to a um, neurosurgeon in Memphis who works at um, Le Bonheur. And I went in, saw him, and he was like, you have no symptoms. Um, your herniation of your brain is large, but you don't have any symptoms. So we're not worried about it. So go play sports, do whatever you need to do, and if you start having symptoms, come back. So I didn't, he wasn't worried about it. So neither was I. So I kept playing, and it didn't stop me up until, I'd say, like summer of my junior year. I actually ended up playing the beginning of senior year, and then I had to quit. It was just, was it just too much, like the, the pain you were dealing with? Yeah, uh, in the summer, I didn't tell any, my mom or anyone because I didn't want to keep people worried. And I was like, uh, my hands are starting to shake and I don't know why. And I'm having headaches in the back of my head. And I don't know why because they won't go away. I'll take medicine. And I would go to sleep with one and wake back up with it and it wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. And I had really bad tremors in my hand. And I was clumsy, very clumsy. Um but not when it came to sports for some reason. I don't know why. But if I was walking in my room, I would fall. Just like, I would, I, would, I don't know. It would just be weird. But mm-hmm. sports, it never happened. Um, but I had double vision, especially at night. Mm-hmm. And it was just all these symptoms. And I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone until it gets really bad. And then I ended up telling my mom. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously that was the right that was the right thing to do. But, I mean, is is there... Is there any treatment for it? Is there anything you can do, or you you just have to deal with it? There are there's medicine that you can take, and it's supposed to like minimize like all your symptoms, but it's never going to go away unless you have surgery. And it honestly doesn't still go away. Like I still have Chiari technically, mm-hmm. um, and I could have it's called a slippage, and your brain could slip back down, and I could have surgery again. So when did you have surgery? Uh, September 17th, and that was the only, that's the only surgery I've had and the only surgery I've ever had, actually. I never even had an IV. Wow. Yeah. So the, what, um, I mean, I have no frame of reference for that. So, like, what has it been like since? After my surgery, the first couple of days were pretty tough. Actually, I'm going to say the first couple of weeks were pretty tough. Uh, I remember the third night in the hospital, I was having a really bad reaction and I ended up having five doses of morphine that night because I was in so much pain. And I was shaking, and they thought that I was going into seizure activity because my arms were, like, curving into my chest, and I just couldn't – they couldn't control the pain. And I looked at my mom that night, and I was like, can I please die? Uh, that, and that sounds so bad. I know that I, like, shouldn't do – I shouldn't have said that in that moment, but in that moment, I literally wanted to die. I was in so much pain. And she was like, no, you can't. You can't do that. And I was like, oh, I want to go. I feel, I, I can't do this. And I just remember laying back and falling asleep. And I honestly thought I was dying. But I went back up. But, I mean, I, know I had to laugh about But I, after, after the first couple of weeks, it got a little bit better. Um, I ended up pushing myself too hard two weeks after surgery, after I was home and had a complication. And it's called a CSF leak. And it's when your CSF fluid leaks out of your dura, which is your brain, your brain lining. And I ended up having to get uh, go in an ambulance for like a two-hour ride to Le Bonheur from Tupelo. That was that was rough. And then I only stayed at Le Bonheur for one night for him to come in and tell me it's an athlete thing. Athletes are going to push themselves too hard. You're good. Just take it easy because that can end up being very bad. And it can cause you to have um, 
this is on your spinal cord and it will make you go paralyzed from there now. What if I went in on me? It's they did something different. Sometimes it's very controversial on mm-hmm. opening the brain lining. But they were first gonna go in and take out um the back portion of my skull and my first vertebrae to see if it created more room. And then they were gonna put me in an MRI machine, which they did. And then they came back out and said to my mom and my dad, um, it's not caught it's not giving her enough room, so we're going to have to open the brain lining and cut the piece of brain that's herniating. So they went in and did that, and whenever they go in, though, they take they rip your neck muscles off of your bones. So your neck is in trauma, so you can't twist your head at all. So for me to be able to see anything, like to my left or right, like in my peripheral vision, I would have to turn my entire body. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a struggle getting back to that. But I didn't really have to go to any rehab or anything. I did it all on my own. They told me, like, you can, and I was like, no, I'm just, I think I can do it myself because I was in the hospital a couple of days after surgery just doing it and walking. Like, the day after surgery, I was walking around and going upstairs and everything like that. You're tougher than <laughs> myself. Sing also, right? Yes, I do. I was invited to The Voice last year, and I hope they invite me back to audition. I want to wish Taylor Hughes the best of luck in her sports career, her singing career, and in life. Something tells me she'll do just fine and that there is a strong possibility she will be recognized the world over. Right now, though, representing a sip. That's how we do. Hey, appreciate you joining me again here, guys. Let's do it again next week. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon.